This is the Tactical Leader Podcast, where we're on a journey of self-mastery and true leadership. I believe that in order to lead others, you must first be able to lead yourself. And in order to lead yourself, you have to first know yourself. If you want to learn the tactics to get to know yourself, to lead yourself, and to lead others, stay tuned to hear from industry experts as I unpack the tactics that they've used to build their business, build culture, and lead others. We're going to make this a great conversation. The beauty of it being this intimate, we can really dive into the deep topics, right? I'm not going to go really far into a big piece of what you can talk about. For those of y'all that were in the workshop yesterday, y'all heard a lot of his stories. For those of y'all coming to Vetlanta's Q4 tomorrow, y'all going to hear a lot of his story. Let's go to that next step. Let's go a little deeper. Let's go into the struggles, the trials, the tribulations. For those of y'all that don't know me, my name is Zach Knight. I'm the Vetlanta marketing coordinator. I really focus on that piece. I also have battle brews, battle that whole world. This is a piece of that as well as business builders. Donnie, I'm to go ahead and say how much better I am. I'm an army, army veteran. Army veteran. To give Donnie an intro, he's a Marine veteran. God love him. He draws business plans in crayon. Powerful friends. But he also has some amazing things about success champion. He helps people build their network. He helps people build their business. We're really focused on a lot of the story, the trials and tribulations that we've overcome together and separate as veterans, but also as business owners. So we're going to have a lot of that conversation. I'm going to let Donnie chit chat about his background just a smidge before we dive into a couple of questions I have. Essentially, think of this as a live podcast, right? We've got a recording. We've got other video happening. If you don't want to be recorded, too bad, too late. You're already here. As he gives a little bit of his bio, pizza just got delivered thanks to Taylor, Daddy Tay back there. So let's give a little bit of a rundown. Let Donnie talk a little bit about himself real quick, and then we'll take a quick pause for pizza. Is anybody actually hungry? Y'all are all terrible people, except for you because you love pizza. Is Taylor hungry? So we got pizza. All right. Let's give Donnie a little bit of an intro first, and then we'll dive into pizza. Aw, thanks. One person clapped. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I won't give you a diatribe of my story, but fun background. 20 years straight commission set, actually almost 25 now. I've never had a salary position. So sales is the funnest thing I can talk about all day long. I really just truly believe that I humanize the sales process. Um, I started off in heating and air conditioning sales. Quick, fun story. I never wanted to be a sales guy. I started off as a grunt, climbing under the houses, up in the attics in Texas, 110 degree attic, you know, attics with 140 degree, you know, households. It sucked. I literally was trying to quit and not do that because it was dirty and nasty. And that as I drove my truck up to quit sales, the guy who hired me, he goes, oh, that's the I'm going to quit face. I'm like, you damn right. I can't do this. He's like, before you quit, I want you to try something for me. I'm like, okay. But you got to understand, I'm done. He goes, tomorrow, come in a pair of polos and a slacks because I'm going to drop you in a neighborhood and you're going to go door to door and try and get people to let us come look at their heating and air conditioning units. And I'm like, I'm in. He goes, wait, you got to understand. I'm not paying you a dime unless we actually sell something. I said, I don't want to climb in the attic or in the houses. He's like, yep. I said, I'll do that. I grew that company from $300,000 to $3 million in about a year and a half. I got recruited out of there to go to St. Louis to sell franchises for a Fortune One Cardinal Health. I grew that company from 80 to $100 million in three years. I got corporate downsized when I told the vice president of sales that I'd outsell every fucking guy he's got. And he determined I was too cocky to be a freaking culture fit. I went back and bartended for a couple of years where I met my wife and decided after meeting her that I needed to grow up. 
I got hired out from behind the bar to go sell commercial printing. And I grew that to a $9.1 million division from zero. I completely brag a good print salesperson will do about a million dollars a year. A great one will do about two. And I crushed the hell out of it. Survived 08, 09 downturn. Got recruited out of that to go work for Sandler Training. And my last career before I launched my own company was supposedly becoming one of the top sales trainers in the country. I've been running Success Champions now for five years. We're a global brand. I run three companies all together, have one of the top podcasts in the world called Growth Mode, five best-selling books in a partridge in a pear tree. So my biggest ambition in life is helping as many people as I can get the business freedom. So I'm pretty much an open book. Don't ask a question you don't want an answer to because I will hit you straight between the eyes. Yes, I ask some of the people who have been sitting around for a little while, but I know I speak to people how somebody needs to speak to me on the journey. So let's go get you guys some pizza and then we'll open the shit up. So as we do that, Taylor, we're going to do this a little bit different. We're going to keep playing with this. This is going to be fun. All right. We have pizza. Would you mind just grabbing a couple of boxes and throwing them at the tables? We're going to eat and we're going to roll. This is very different. So for those of, the, of y'all that know me from Buckhead Club and Buckhead and the other side of the world, as we had Buckhead Club yesterday, Donnie went and bought a button-up shirt for the workshop yesterday. This is very different than what we normally do. What I love about this piece of it is we're going to bullshit and we're going to have fun. And what we're going to do is we're going to drink beer. We're probably going to end up playing some beer pong because they have the tables in the back end. We're going to eat some pizza. What I want y'all to really do, so we have a few new people attached to this. I want y'all to have fun with this, right? We're going to play along. We're going to have some good conversation attached to it. What I want y'all to really think about as we do this for the new folks. So we've got two guys right here that are veterans. Who else is a veteran in the room attached to it? A veteran. Lover, you are a lover. So those of you that don't know Taylor, that just brought in the pizza. She loves a veteran. She can't help it. A veteran. It's Donnie. She loves Donnie. I really want to make sure we hit bases. What we were doing right before y'all showed up, part of Business Builders, we were doing a roundtable. We we're really getting very granular attached to the things that we struggle with in life from day to day, from business, from different pieces. Is there anything that anybody's struggling with right now that they're like, hey, I want help with this from two seven-figure business owners? seven bigger coaches attached to it before i dive into it from the vip sessions from the workshops is there anything somebody's like i need an answer to this keep talking all right so the first piece that i really i'm working on so we have say it again you did or you do okay ask the question so essentially do you dive in head first do you do a cannonball or do you sit around put a toe in the water and pussyfoot around what needs to be done whether it's a podcast a youtube whatever that next step needs to be that's essentially the question so I would 100% tell you, pick one and go balls to the wall. So pick a YouTube channel, pick a, well, everybody's got some sort of balls. They're either theirs or somebody else's they play with. Don't pussyfoot around it, all right? So but pick one and go all in on it until it makes sense to launch the next one. Because if you shotgun it all, you're going to half-ass it all, right? So I would tell you, like, if you're going to start a podcast, decide what's the point of the podcast? Am I trying to get followers, download people engaged? Am I trying to use it as a networking tool to get fucking connected to people? Or am I using it to build my own personal clout? So those are all three different paths. But whatever one you pick, dominate the shit out of that and become the best at it. And something I had to learn myself was don't look at other people and go, look how awesome they're doing what they've done. Look at it and go, okay, how the fuck did they get there? And then break it down and go, okay, 
this was their year one, like fucking Joe Rogan. I go back and watch his original podcast episodes. Holy shit, that dude sucked. So bad. I mean, I mean, it's horrible. But I go back and watch it because it helped me figure out, okay, this motherfucker had no clue what the hell he was doing. And now he's got the top, top podcast in the damn world. Right. right. And dude, his downloads in comparison to any other podcast is such a gap. It's insane. <laughs> but he's been doing this shit for 14 fucking years. So you get in. You start breaking shit. You figure out how to do better. You get around other people that are doing it. You laugh at the stupid shit they're doing, and then you get better at doing the thing. Pick one thing, dive all in. Well, I would tell you with anything, produce a show. So so nobody wants to hear your fucking Zoom conversation, right? We're all sitting on Zoom, and nobody wants to hear you just fucking talk to somebody. The dumbest question a podcast host can say is, tell me your story fuck you. You should have done your research in the first place to freaking help me have a good conversation. So you have to think about sitcoms work because people come back every Thursday at seven o'clock to watch Grey's Anatomy or whatever the fuck you're watching. So you got to figure out, okay, what is the overall strategy and plan of whatever I'm doing that's going to get them to come back and dial in and want to be excited anytime the show pops up. There's podcasts that when I look at my phone and there's a red dot on there's a new episode, I'm like, yes, I'm in. So you've got to think about particularly how you produce a show that people actually want to listen to. You piggyback off of that a little bit. Thinking about, we've talked about it before, intentionality. What's your intention, right? And really focusing on what do you want to get out of that instead of, there's a really great quote that we, I heard the other day. Instead of returning investment and worrying about the money that you go into it, really worry about what is that return on time? What is that return on the different pieces you're doing? So thinking about like producing a show, going beyond the financial investment that's for it, right? We've talked about this from the things y'all have talked about. And so, you know, Chris and Casey are talking about doing a show together from different perspectives, from women's empowerment to confidence coaching, styling, different aspects of that. Really identifying what is that return is it financial is it brand awareness is it networking right is it expanding beyond atlanta there are different pieces attached to it you can really look at and see i'm putting up this produce show this piece that has a strategy to it what is that strategy the tip of the spear is the youtube the tip of the spear is the podcast what's on the back end what does it lead to what's a funnel to what's that next step not necessarily an upsell but how do they continue deeper into your community does that make sense the other thing I would tell you, and I love that, 100% agree. The other thing I would tell you is whatever you start, you better be fucking passionate about it because you're not going to see the growth and return in year one, two, three, or four. It's five to 10 that where you're going to fucking break loose in this thing. So it's not about a lot of people write a fucking book thinking that that book's going to be the thing that freaking breaks them loose, but they don't realize they don't have an audience. If you don't have an audience, nobody's buying your fucking book because they're not looking for it. The same thing with a podcast, same thing with a YouTube channel. You've got to play the extreme long game on it. And the most scariest word to any entrepreneur is fucking patience because we're all impatient assholes wanting shit to happen right now. And we don't realize if we're expecting that we're year 10 or 20 when we're still sitting on year five, six, and still figuring this game out with expectations. And it comes from the Instagram. Model. All these fucking people are renting weird jets and renting Airbnbs 
and stand in front of him saying, I'm a fucking Instagram millionaire. Here's all the shit you do. And what people don't understand is during the gold rush, the people who sold shovels were the only ones that made fucking money. It wasn't the people prospecting. So all these assholes that are in front of the big jets and all that, selling their courses and all that, they're making money trying to convince you this is a thing to do when you're at the end of the day fucking getting punched in the face by fucking things up and figuring it out is the only thing that matters that you need to do. So play the long game and get after it from that perspective. Don't think that whatever you're fixing to do is going to be the thing that builds the business. So a piece of that, as y'all are thinking of other things, because again, I want to get granular attached to it. Great question. Attached to how do you go to that next step, right? Your next step is that piece. Getting on say you were one of the featured speakers at Battle Bruce. You're getting farther into that speaking world. As y'all think about other things to really chew on in this capacity, a question I have is thinking about the longest struggle or the hardest struggle, the obstacle you overcame. We talked about it a little bit in the workshop yesterday for the business builders, but thinking about what is that struggle you overcame? How do you overcome that lack of patience? It's a really difficult part, right? You hit these obstacles and we're like, I don't have the patience for it, but we're not thinking that. We're thinking, this is bullshit. I spent so much time and effort into this. So we talked a little bit about yesterday. Can you share your biggest obstacle that you overcame, the struggle you overcame, and then how you leverage that into future growth? So, I mean, those were there yesterday. I talked about me having to look at my wife and say, we're about to lose everything we own. And because I had no idea how to be a business owner, how to be a CEO. My biggest difficulty in building a business was the shift from employee to CEO. I spent 20 years working for other fucking people. And you know, in those 20 years, even though I was a straight commission sales guy, I never understood that people were telling me what to do on a daily basis. And I would have told you I was the most independent dude in the world and I outworked everybody. It wasn't until I became a business owner that I understood how much other people were telling me what to do. When you run your own business, nobody's telling you what to do anymore. It's 100% on you to figure this shit out. And so you're trying to do all these... Especially veterans. Right? Veterans, we're used to like, you just get told what to do. You do it. Yep. Told it and so 100%. And so for me, as an employee or a veteran, somebody says, go do that. You do it without question. Because if you question, you get fucking reprimanded. You get fired, whatever else. As a CEO, if you, you know, nobody's telling you what to do or somebody tells you what to do. And if you go do it, all you're going to do is create a fucking job for yourself versus a company. A CEO never thinks in how. They think and who can do this for me? Because us as individuals, we're not scalable. If we're the only person that can do it, you're creating a job for yourself versus building an actual business. So I had to learn, one, how to get shit off my plate. I remember the first guy I ever hired was a guy to edit my podcast. I gave a speech in Dallas and this cat showed up with a freaking camera. He goes, I've been following you for a little while. Do you care if I film what you do? And I'm like, what's that going to cost me? And he goes, no, no, I just want to do it. And I'll create a cool video for it. I'm like, fuck yeah, do that. Have fun, right? I'm good with that. <laughs> and so this guy started, you know, he's filming, he turns out a cool video and he goes, what else can I do for you? And dude, I'm like a year and a couple months in business. I'm broke as shit. I don't have money to pay this kid. And I looked at him and I said, dude, I can't hire you. I don't, he goes, is there anything else you need done? And I said, well, I got this podcast I'm doing that I'm doing all the editing on it ahead. He goes, I don't know how to edit a podcast, but I'll do that for you. I said, dude, I can't pay you. He goes, no, no, you can teach me sales. I'm like, yes, I can. I will teach you sales all day long. And I hired him. But what I did is I said, boom, here's my podcast. Go edit it. 
no direction, no anything. This first episode he brought back to me, I'm like, Joe, what the fuck is this? This is a pile of shit. I can't air this. He goes, he was an army vet. He goes, look here, asshole. You didn't tell me what you wanted. You didn't tell me what the freaking edit. You didn't tell me what your deliverable was. You said, here you go. So it was my first foray into if I hire somebody, I've got to actually be able to walk them through what I need them to do and break down the baby steps all the way through to the end of the freaking result of what needs to get done. It was a beautiful lesson for me that I would never learn. But taking the leap and actually becoming a CEO, I would challenge that most people who are entrepreneurs will don't see themselves as a CEO. They don't see themselves as a business owner. They see somebody themselves as somebody who does X. Whatever you freaking do, you've got to think about being a CEO, which means you've got to think not in how do I do ones and twosies. You know, you've got to think about how do I do tens of thousands of these? How do I do this on a massive scale so it's way bigger than I'm currently thinking? And if your business doesn't scare the shit out of you, you're playing low too smart, right? So that was my biggest thing. All right. What else do we have from y'all? Anything y'all want to chew on, talk about, grow on, build on? Come on, Rachel. Go ahead, Rachel. Say multiple buyers, are you talking about inside of a company? So overall, the question, you're shifting from one-on-one to one-to-many. And the idea is, as you go to the many, how do you filter from these multiple points of entry to find your one main point of entry and then attack that point of entry to further your sales? So one thing I did not understand as I was building a business is the greatest asset in your business is the community you create, right? So it wasn't until we built Success Champion Networking truly that I understood the power of a community. I don't give a shit what you sell. If you don't have a place where you have a community of people that are into you, that are paying you to be a part of that community, you're missing out on the greatest revenue opportunity of the times we're living in. So think about it this way. We all have a freedom number. And that freedom number is the exact amount of money that allows us to live, not strive, not survive, but live. Our bills are paid, we're paid, vendors are paid, right? You need to cover that freedom number with monthly recurring revenue, right? Revenue that comes in from a small number, like look at Success Champions Networking, it's $47 a month to be a part of that. I don't give a shit if one person joins a community. I don't give a shit if one person leaves. I think in how do I get 100 people to join it? Every 100 is five grand. I know that's bad math, right? It's 4,700, right? So it's three hands, absolutely. So you need to come up with a model that allows people to pay you on a monthly basis and a fee that they will not bat an eye at. And once you come up with that model and you create that community, that community becomes your sales force. So if I launch a book, SCN steps in and like, fuck it, let's push this thing out there. I have a workshop, SCN steps in, let's push this thing out there. So for you, Rachel, it's about creating that paid community, right? It's the one to many though. It's such, and people always worried about building a community because they think it's so much work. It is the easiest fucking thing in the world because I don't have to come up with the content. If you look inside of SCN as a whole, they have all these community created groups. So people are like, can I start a fitness group that Tay runs, right? Can I start a LinkedIn group that somebody else runs? Can I start a fucking, you know, whatever group? There's a single parent group in there that they run, everything. They are literally building it and they've become my sales force and they're building that SCN. It's the simplest answer. Even when I sold sales training, 
I created an environment that I would not train this one company. I would sell 10 and 20 companies at the same time. And I would tell them that you need these salespeople to hear that their industry is not the only one that struggles with this shit. So you put a roofing company, you put a freaking commercial insurance company, you put all these people together. And when the sales guy goes, and I'm struggling to get past gatekeepers, you know, everybody's like, me too. And so you've got to create the environment where they're all seeing the same fucking struggles and you got to get out of your own way. But community is the answer right now. I'll actually double tap on that. And you mentioned launching something new, my book, in the last month, right? I went to the business builders, those of y'all that are involved in the program, and launched in this book. There's all these things I want to do. The book signing, the different piece, the community showed up, right? Bucket Club, we had a book signing, we had different pieces. This is a furtherance of that. The Bentland of Views, the Saturday is a furtherance of that. There's so many pieces attached. And the way I kind of frame it is you're creating a pool to fish out of, right? You want to create that piece where people are buying into the low-end offering that will eventually buy into the upsell, right? Whether or not they do or they don't, no big deal. But at the end of the day, it's somewhere for you to go that's more specific for you compared to social media, compared to this big-ass group that nobody's paying attention to. You're creating something specifically that people are interested in. Those people that are interested will buy that next level up for you. It's similar to SEN, right? You have Champion Stable, which is the mastermind attached to SEN. So you create SEN, 300, 350 members. The people that are excelling in the overall referral networking, they focus on then how do I grow my business? Okay, here's an inner circle of people that are excelling. No different than business voters. How do we excel beyond that? So you create a large group and you start bringing people into the SEN out of the champion circle, champion table, excuse me. I was thinking like Knights Roundtable, like it's such a great correlation. It's Knights Roundtable, but it's a fucking table. Same, 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 Knights Roundtable. Out of that, where do you take it? So two ideas. One, I'm going to come back to that and address that. One of my biggest struggles when I was learning to sell is I didn't want to do what other people told me to do. So people are like, you're going to have to cold call. I'm like, I'm not cold calling, right? People are like, you're going to have to freaking go out and talk to these CEOs. I'm like, I don't want to do that. And here's the thing. Anytime in my life I have said, I don't want to do that, it's fucking costing because it's my own head trash. It's my own fear popping up. And for me personally, I will say that every time I said I don't want to do something, it's because the amount of work I thought it was going to be scared the shit out of me. And the truth be told, when you get good at building a business, other people are going to do a lot of the heavy lifting. Your job as a business owner is to be the face of the fucking company. Your job is to get your ass out there and then find people that will do the shit you don't want to do. You're always going to be the number one salesperson, period, end of story. That's never going to get pawned off, right? But so you have Champions Table. We are launching a new program that is fixing to come out in January where we are legit going to turn into an entire speakers bureau. So we'll help people get on stages, podcasts, the whole nine yards while we teach them how to scale and grow. The price tag for that is not a small number, right? And because we're only going to be working with a very select few of people that truly want to get after it. And here's what I know. I don't want to do all the personal reach outs to get on fucking stage with podcasts. It fucking sucks. And it's a lot of damn work. So we know that for a lot of people going forward. So we're going to create the environment. We're like, all right, you don't want to do it. 
you're going to fucking pay for it and we'll take care of that portion for you, right? And create that environment. We'll help you get there. But the cool thing about it is that's only coming about because people are like, I just need this. And the badass thing about building community is they will tell you what's next. They'll tell you what to create next. You just got to be willing to listen. So funny, quick story. The Badass Business Summit, it happened because I was doing a Facebook Live. There was about 100 people watching this Facebook Live. And during a live, one of the gals on the live goes, hey, I've got a speaking engagement for you in San Antonio, Texas. I'm like, cool, send me the information. I'd love to go down and do it. Other people on the live are like, well, dude, if you're going down to San Antonio, I want to come down and hear you speak. And so a whole bunch of people started saying that. And somebody said, dude, if you're going to speak, you might as well get a room down there and teach us all something. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not going to get something four hours away from where I live to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this shit in Fort Worth, right? And like, cool, we'll do this in Fort Worth. And somebody goes, we'll call it Donnie Con. I'm like, no, we are not fucking calling it Donnie Con, <laughs> right? That's not. The, and so some of the old people that have been around for a while still call it Donnie Con, right? But that's how the. Yeah, yeah, it's not even it, right? But that's how the Badass Business Summit came around is because they wanted to get together and learn from other business professionals. But I'd have never gotten there if I didn't have the community of people that are like, this is what we want. This is what we need. So we built everything because they told us what to build. Now, tell me, in this day and age, every big business that you know is winning because they've created the fucking community. It's, it's insanity. Even talking, am I allowed to brag for two seconds? So talking about building a community, for those of y'all that don't know Taylor, she has a health and wellness company that is really focused on strategy for a lot of organizations. We're talking about community attached to that. She has done different things from giving thanks challenge. 35 people showed up and they just free to join. Let me do a workout. Let me do a post. Let me do whatever it is. No different than what you've done with challenges attached to post and show up and do this and that. The interesting piece to turn it as I've coached Taylor in the building her business and different things she's done. She's a superstar. She shows up and she shows out. This morning, we went to close a deal and it's over six figures for the next year. For those of y'all in business builders, she's now out of business builders because guess what? She has something to do, right? All I want to say is, fuck you. I didn't close a six-figure deal on my first year of business. So four months, four months into business, four months into business, she just landed a deal that is over six figures for the next year. What's fascinating about that, she started this world as a personal trainer. She's done group coach, group coaching fitness, 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 started this world as a personal trainer. Shifted it when we launched Daddy Tay Fitness and we shifted it to here's a virtual platform that allows community, allows people to connect, allows challenges, allows a competitive nature. We went into this meeting today thinking personal training, that's what they asked for. And we sold them on the community. The personal training took a backseat and it shifted to this is the platform and the capabilities. And we want that. She's doing an annual Olympics, Olympic Games for this company as a health and wellness strategy session for retention and recruiting because it develops community. They have 235 employees. All 235 employees are now on her platform and her community because that company sees the value of culture building and community within their organization. Totally shifts the dynamic of a personal trainer, right? So as we think about who we are, I'm a business coach, right? Business coach slash Growth just coach, pretty slash off, just pretty face off. Marine Corps crayon drawer. Yeah. But when we think about, 
So true. But as we think of who we are as an individual, we label ourselves as before being a business coach, I was a security consultant, right? A one-on-one security consultant. I was a cop. I was an army guy, right? I wasn't thinking about community. As soon as they heard, oh, you have a virtual platform that allows us all to connect to each other on a different level, focusing on health and wellness, they instantly bought. Wasn't in the conversation. When we left the parking lot, we're driving out. We're like, shit, we didn't sell it high enough because they instantly said yes because they saw the value. So to reinforce that piece of it, literally today, that piece of community just sold for somebody that shifts the dynamic for a company. Thinking about how do you create an engagement and a community for not just yourself, but also your clients. It shifts the dynamic of where you're going and the trajectory you're going. In the veteran space, that's all we want. We had community in the uniform. We leave the uniform. What do we have? No fucking clue. So thinking about what we're drawing towards, Vetlanta, everything I'm doing with Battle Rouge and Battle, that's a community. This is part of a community. I'm trying to build that piece. Donnie's doing a phenomenal job. That's what I'm most impressed about him from DFW. Who cares about Dallas? Who hates the Cowboys? Anyways, I hate the Dallas Cowboys. I don't care about Dallas. But what's fascinating about when I went to Dallas and went to his conference, people from across the country, Rachel went out there. That's how we met from Atlanta. Rachel did speak there all about that LinkedIn life. What's amazing about what he did, he brought people from across the country to DFW, Fort Worth, whatever, to him. That's a draw. That's a community. When we showed up there, we're like, oh, these people give a shit about not just the movement and the badass summit. They give a shit about Donnie. That was the shift. And I'm like, I'm buying into this guy. And it was a totally different dynamic than what we normally see in business. And it shifted the mentality attached to what am I doing wrong? To further this community piece. That's what I love so much about SCN, the world he's building, and then applying it to the world she's building and the health and wellness world, right? How can we now apply that into y'all's businesses and y'all's world? How do we apply that into building a community, but beyond that, a movement attached to we're all like-minded and we want to accomplish this one mission. We're together, we're going to knock this shit out of the park. That changes the dynamic for an entrepreneur. So I love that. And thank you for that. Seriously, thank you for that. The one dynamic that I think has made my community work more than most is everything I do is based on the premise of the shit I wish somebody would have said as I was going through it, right? Every one of you have a story and a journey that somebody else needs to fucking hear. And I mean, you see me on stage, I have no problem telling some of my toughest fucking stories and I'll fucking tear up right on stage because I went through some tough shit building a fucking business. Huh? I'm okay with that. <laughs> right? I'm okay with that, right? Because it's real. And, you know, here I am a fucking jarhead up on stage trying to share some of the toughest moments of my life. And there's times in my life that I was not being the husband I needed to be. I wasn't being the fucking man I needed to be. And if other dudes, other people on their journey don't fucking hear that, I'm an asshole for not sharing that fucking story. So as you're building your community, a lot of it literally is sharing the shit that you wish somebody would have said to you as you were fucking going through it. I laugh at a lot of coaches because a lot of coaches, they buy into all these other fucking programs and all these other services and regurgitating shit that somebody else built and done. And there's no emotion tied to it. There's no story tied to it. And they can't figure out why the fuck they suck so bad because they're trying to sell somebody else's shit versus looking back on what they actually did themselves and teaching that stuff. So at the end of the day, what you really need to figure out is you only need to be one step ahead of the people you're fucking talking 
talking to and turn around and teach them that shit. And when it's real, when it comes from the fucking gut and you have the courage to put yourself out there in a vulnerable fucking state, people are going to lean in. It's the craziest thing in the world. The dynamic shift that I had to make in social media that freaking changed everything for me is I changed one word in every post I write. I quit saying you and I changed the word to I. And the moment I started saying, this is how I fucked it up versus this is what you should do, the fucking world started leaning in and my numbers started going crazy because I was no longer preaching at people. I was sharing my fucking story. So what I've learned is anytime I need to teach somebody, I instantly try and go, this is what I did to fuck it up versus saying, hey, dumbass, this is what you actually need to be fucking doing. And that changes the time dynamic of it. Right? Inside that community, your champions, the people that are going to pour into you, the people that are going to fucking step up for you, they're going to do it because of that vulnerable side of you versus any of us playing the tough guy personality, which I talk to And he's just not a tough guy at the end of the day. He's a crybaby, right, Rachel? There it is. Love it. So before we dive into pizza, because I'm hungry, Taylor's standing here doing all the things for me, and I'm sure she's hungry. All right, Donnie's hungry. All right, sure. Before we dive, what I want to do, actually, y'all are all fired. I'm going to before we dive into the Q&A, last piece, if you have any questions about diving into it, I want to give you all the opportunity to talk to Donnie. I want to also, after we're doing this formal piece, we turn off the recording. I know, Mark, I know you want to come here and talk to Donnie one-on-one. We get some one-on-one time. I want to stay here for a bit. Let's chat. Let's bullshit. Let's have some pizza. Let's have some beer. Enjoy a good night. Beyond that, for tomorrow, we have some amazing things happening tomorrow. We have the Beyond the Transaction Workshop. Jason Fleeman is posting that over at the Queen Tower featuring none other than Donnie B. You are definitely <laughs> definitely clean. Such a queen. Yeah. And he does dance. We did it right after yoga for those of y'all that miss it Monday night. Yes, please. Cowboy boots, plastic shit. That's a good thing. It's so even better. This morning, I walked into the apartment and laughed his ass. I'm in pajama bottoms, fucking my cowboy boots, and one of my damn Henleys. Freaking, and that's how I walked the apartment complex this morning. He went to me. He's like, "Really? I'm like, there's a reason. There's a reason he doesn't have the microphone right now. I don't want the recording to hear this. To be fair, it was coordinated better than the denim on denim on denim from yesterday." Anyways, tomorrow, 11 a.m. at the Queen Tower. Jason Fleeman is going to be hosting a Beyond the Transaction workshop. We're going to talk a little bit more with Donnie. Stephanie, raise your hand. Mocktails, Krista, everything with events and everything happening. We have some food. We have some beverage. We have some major things happening at the Queen Tower. Tomorrow night is the Atlanta Summit. About 400 people so far registered at the Atlanta History Center. Networking, different pieces. He's the keynote speaker attached to that on Wednesday night. So you'll hear the keynote piece is going to be a little bit more about his journey, his story. And then I'll be emceeing a panel attached to similar to this. A couple other people, but it's all about finding your voice, discovering your voice. All of that is obviously pretty attendant. So please show up to those events. If you want to know more about those, hit up Jason Fleeman. Let me know about Wednesday night. Are there any other questions with the audience thinking at the end of the day, if you're thinking of a question, somebody else in here is probably wondering the same thing. Anything else y'all want to ask before we break away, eat pizza and get some one-on-one time? I buy the beer. Anybody who asks but So how did you get some? <laughs> Anybody but that. Any other questions before we break from this? Ah, oh, she wants a beer. That's wine. 
So essentially, to, to reiterate the question, when you're the face of the business, you are the brand. The brand is what's selling. How do you scale that? There's only one of you. And until we come with cloning technology, there's only one small y'all. So how do you scale yourself into a bigger business? So something to think about. I'm serious. You bad girl. Siri uh, was going to answer the fucking question. So something to think about. I'm going to be here for three days and hit four different stages, four different audiences. Like he's filmed every interaction we've freaking done. He is going to put this up on a podcast on different levels. My team, when these things hit the ground and air, is going to go in and snatch all that up. And that's going to become a ridiculous amount of micro comment content from real shorts, freaking blog posts, and everything else. And we are going to swipe as much shit as we can get our hands on and repurpose the hell out of that. So something to also think about. The average speaker in the U.S., if they get on 10 stages a year, that's a good day. My friend Stevie Dawn, last year hit 150 stages. This year, she hit 120 stages. You have to decide what your business is, right? If your business is going to be stages, go all the fuck in. She makes an entire living by getting on stages. She doesn't have to do any other business. She makes eight to $10,000 per stage. Y'all do the math, okay? So that is one route. So you either decide that's where you want to go, but repurposing content, you can take a one hour video and turn it into over 80 pieces of content. If you've never looked at the Gary Vee freaking 80 pieces, right? Go look at it. It's brilliant about literally how you can take it through. So one quick hack, you take one hour video, you take that thing over to otter.ai and that will transcribe. <laughs> okay, I'll flip it. You go to Descript, which is a program that will freaking transcribe it all. We'll turn it into video content. And within an hour, you can completely create about a month's worth of content from shorts, blog posts, anything else, right? You don't need to be doing that shit yourself. That's why you hire somebody else. But repurposing the shit out of what you're doing is the answer. And the fun thing is, so if you look at somebody like Gary Vee, if you reach out to VaynerMedia and say, I want coaching, you're not getting Gary. You're getting some underlying underneath them that's going to qualify you for up until you get to Gary. Create the environment where people are like, I need to talk to you, and then create the levels to get to you so only the highest people paying can actually get to you. So to take that another step further, we've talked about this in the business builder. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I want social proof attached to it. To take that another step further about speaking on stages, getting on stage, what that could, not always, but could lead to the deal that we signed this morning came from her speaking at a local university. That one speech then got shared. We draw it back even further. We went to Dallas. We spoke on his stage. I spoke and she spoke, shared it. Somebody saw it. Hey, will you come speak here at UNG? Have his be your alma mater. That led to a referral. That referral entered an over six-year contract. Getting on stage and be able to show that piece of subject matter expertise is what it boils down to. People look to you for the answers. The Somali y'all has all the answers for what's good and one, right? So furthering that over and over again to his point and then sharing it, we've talked about it. Get it out there. Share what you're doing and what you're doing really well in go-go boots at that, right? So many ways to do that. 
Well, it was not a pretty sight. The short shorts and cowboy boots was. Dude, just tell them like to be better than him. He sat with me all day today. I did a lot of podcasts and a lot all day. And we kind of like it at my feet all day long. He's so busy. I was busy helping somebody make six figures. I was slightly unavailable. Okay. I no longer have a dog. He's been demoted to out of the house. All right. So on that note, we're done with this conversation. I hate you all. I hate him especially. Joking aside, let's eat some pizza. Let's drink some beer. Mark, I want to get you up here. Get some one-on-one time with Donnie. Anybody else has any questions, comments, anything, bring it to me, bring it to Donnie. Let's hang out for a little bit. Tomorrow, 11 a.m., Jason Fleeman. We're definitely going to have some more conversation about going beyond the transaction. Overall, thank you all for coming tonight. Any last words of encouragement? Go Army. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tactical Leader Podcast. If this episode helped you along your journey of self-mastery and has inspired you to do more, I challenge you to head over to myvoicechallenge.com so you can find out how you can discover your voice, claim your independence, and build that thriving business that you've always wanted. Again, that's myvoicechallenge.com.